Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. We're a dollar late and a dollar a day late, a dollar short. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Tim's been busy with work. <laughs> I've been busy with work. It's been hectic. Tim doesn't even know that we were supposed to record last night, but I didn't get home from um, Pittsburgh until like 8.30, so it wouldn't have mattered anyways. Oh, perfect. So, <laughs> a little bit before you then. <laughs> exactly. So we got a lot of stuff to go over. The biggest thing that we had come out personally to me was the Disney Plus Day set for November 12th. Now, there's a lot of things that are going to happen that day. And what Bob Chappick has basically said is that his name Bob Chappick? Is it Bob Chappick? Chappick or Chapick, whatever. Yeah, it's it's Bob. So Bob Iger than Bob Chappick. Okay, okay. I was like, I was like, that can't be right. Well, he said that basically he wanted to create a day that was like, look, this is when stuff gets released. So Shang-Chi will be debuting on Disney Plus on November 12th. And basically they have said that November 12th will be the new date where they basically release all the information, trailers, and hopefully new information that they have for anything on Disney Plus. Um, I think it's a smart thing because it kind of gives people a deadline. You know, no offense, but there's a lot of shows they announced that they didn't have anything really in the works, and now they're not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm excited to see Shang-Chi at home because I don't go to the movies anymore because, you know, you got a kid. You just, you just don't do that anymore. But um, I'm excited for Disney Day, Disney Plus Day, too, just because, I mean, there's so much that we can – look forward to on those dates yeah no exactly um and like you said it's he's trying to do you know bob that is uh you know get everything back going obviously you know with his tenure starting during the pandemic and then have an eye group come back in um which makes sense um just because he had all you know the history and everything with the company already um, it could pull them through the pandemic, right? Um, you know, nobody saw that coming. Um, but uh, you know, now it's kind of you know, JPEX in charge, and hey, you know, here here's what it is. Get everything back going again. It was almost like, um, oh, oh, what the heck was it? Oh, on on Disney Plus, it was like the Imagineering story, <clears throat> and when um china reopened again i forgot what it was but, uh what the heck was it that went through there some natural disaster i can't remember what was it the tsunami or whatnot oh yeah 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 and they're like okay what do we need to happen it's like okay once disneyland re- i mean not disneyland um i can't remember the one hong kong china you know hong kong disney reopened that kind of revitalized them okay back to normal where this is kind of doing the same thing coming out of the pandemic, um, getting everything going and getting everyone excited uh, to, like you said, go back to the, you know, whether it's the theaters or Disney premiere, um, you know, and, and just reinvigorate them. Hey, look at all the stuff we got coming. So. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a brilliant idea because, you know, for a while there, it was set up to be, basically 
every winter, every Christmas time, you're going to have a Star Wars movie. And now they're going to the next level that every November 12th is going to be Disney Plus Day. So you can pretty much look forward to everything. And I mean, you never know. I mean, it might fall flat. I don't think it will. I think people are going to go crazy because they're going to be like, oh, sweet. You know, now every November 12th, I can look forward to all this new stuff. And with Shang-Chi dropping on there, I bet you their their signups are going to just rise dramatically. It's going to be insane. Yeah, no, exactly. Now, uh, Tim and I have both uh, dabbled with uh, Steam lately. I know um, Tim hasn't been playing as much, but Steam, um, for those that don't know, you can get a majority of games on Steam. It's basically a hosting service. Um, I That's where I play PGA 2K21. And... Um, I've been playing a house flipper game where basically you clean up a house, you do odd jobs, and you flip houses. So you basically work on stuff while you get ready to sell your own home. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then um, uh, basically the new game that's been – it's top five. is called Gas Station Simulator, and it's shot up. And it's insane because I watched a dude play it, and literally you pull up in a car – and you buy it, and you just start cleaning it up, and then you open it up for gas, and you have gas, and that's basically all you do. You run a gas station. There's nothing nefarious <laughs> about it. There's nothing crazy about it. That's what's so. If you play any of them, like the the pressure washer game, power yep. washer simulator, same thing. That one was legitimately it's, it's crazy because you sit there and you're like, I'm literally gonna sit here and power wash. Five hours later, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's two o'clock in the morning. I've been power washing this playground for four hours. What the heck is going on? So it's not surprising, but I do think it's pretty cool seeing, you know, what you actually do in the game and how they've evolved and make everything, you know, it, it just looks really, really cool. And I really like it. There's one spot when the guy takes the garbage out and then a cop walks in and throws trash in the garbage can with no bag in it. And the guy's like, what the heck? But you like, it's legitimately just walking around and just doing normal stuff. Well, exactly. And these simulator games becoming really popular. Obviously, you have like the farming one that's, what I can't remember how many iterations they're already in. Then, like you said, you had the power washing one, um, the lawnmower, uh, lawn mowing one, uh, and now you got this gas station one. It seems like right now it's just really, uh, you know, these similar type games are really popular. Whether it's driving a lawnmower or running a gas station, it's kind of, you know, not necessarily like mundane things, but it's not, you know, like really intense or it's not like a Call of Duty or something like that or right. it's, you know, like you said, uh, you know, I think with the power washing one, it, you know, is kind of calming and whatnot. You're just sitting there just power washing whatever, you know, whatever's in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's not like you have to put um, a lot of thought into it, which is good as in it being relaxing. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see if it stays up there. I know a lot of the, so they have House Flipper, they have Ranch Simulator, where you basically take over the family ranch, and then the lawnmower one, which uh, the lawn one, the mower one, they actually are adding a, you can, you're going to have a blower available and a string trimmer available soon to help nice. you clean stuff up. So it's actually, they're evolving, so we're going to see how long it stays up top. And, you know, fingers crossed it does good because we want more of them. Right. Or what's the next one to come in and that just shoots right up? Because 
with the lawnmower one, I saw um, previews of it before it, you know, kind of came out with this gas station one. All of a sudden, I didn't see any previews, and it was just boom, it's at the top. Like, hold on, wait, where'd this come from? Well, I think a big thing with Steam is, is you can. So I, I wanted to want really, really wanted to play the Ranch Simulator one, yeah. and so I put that on my favorites list. And when they when they dropped a beta of it, where you had to test it, I got yeah. notified immediately and said you've been selected to do the beta just because I had it in my favorites list yeah. and let me know exactly. So I got to try it out. And the cool part about most of these games too is if you ever see one you really like and you like do the beta a lot of times they'll let you keep your progress if you buy the game later on so don't get discouraged by doing a whole 30 minutes to 45 minutes of stuff and then all of a sudden it says well this is the end of the the training usually it will uh let you keep doing what you're doing that's cool so next we have uh universal has turned into a ghost town at least in uh orlando uh as the crowds continue to disappear now it's slightly misleading because i do know that it was very hurricane like weather over there this past week so you know a lot of the locals are going to know hey don't be going there right now because it's just it's be miserable it's be wet it's not going to be fun um but the parking lots do look super empty and jeremy he saw he commented on the um on the post about that's why he switched to be a member there and not at Disney right now because there's nobody there. So um, I think it's very telling. It's a big thing when you have parks that are not basically doing anything right now. It's kind of, um, I don't know, a little well, scary because you want the employees to have jobs, but it also makes it nice if you want to go visit the parks. No, exactly. And it's like the perfect time right now to do like Halloween parties, whether it's a special ticketed event or whatnot, because then you could bring people in to the park for that, where it's not right. just, oh, hey, we're really not doing this, or here's kind of a, you know, uh, we decorated the park. It's like, okay, that's great. But if you have, a, you know, actual parties, uh, A, if they're separate ticket, well, then that means they're probably, people are probably going to come down for the day anyways, or be there for the day. And then come in later, unless you're a local and just, hey, you know what, I'm just going to come in um, later uh, or, you know, make a trip. So then you're double dipping, you're getting them for the day pass and for the party pass and probably, you know, parties go on late. So then they're going to stay the night and maybe go, you know, get a day pass for the next day as, as well. Um, but it'll it'll draw them in and kind of help, um, you know, boost up attendance or at least with the party, with it being. Um, a separate ticketed event uh, get some generate some income that way so yeah but i mean so. shoot, with orlando i mean yeah disney world's great and everything but i mean universal orlando is you know like universal hollywood on steroids so you know if it's cheaper and they still have everything there um you know they're why not why not and if and if the price is right really why i mean not? that's the that's the big one that's the big one is is, is, is is do you want to risk it you know go ahead and take the leap and go hey look i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna do it because it's worth it you know it's there's no crowd so we might as well have fun with it yep nope so exactly. uh the next one kind of hits close to home to me because i saw the trailer for this and 
uh Colin Kaepernick is gonna have a uh it's like it's weird it's like a it's a docudrama so yeah. basically he's gonna narrate a lot of it it's like him telling his life story um I did appreciate even in the trailer he acknowledges that he would he grew up privileged is what he said but that he had a lot of growing up to do because of the way he grew up privileged you know being a mixed race child being raised by white parents and it's he's he's from where me and tim are from and it's predominantly white you know town you know we may be portuguese but we're basically white when it comes to this area and um you know so he did grow up there was some stuff i saw saying that like at Pittman, a bunch of kids had confederate flag stickers on their trucks and stuff like that and i'm like that never happened i was like that that never happened uh, that's the first, that's the glaring thing that stuck out to me in that was, and in, if there was a Confederate flag sticker, it wasn't, so these are high school kids, obviously. Right. It wasn't the, you know, the high school kids, oh, Confederate flag, oh, that's country, oh, you know, what, what not, it's not necessarily what exactly the Confederate means. flag means. It's right. Just, Oh, hey, Leonard Skinner, you know, country music and, you know, I'm going to throw throw the stars and bars on there. It's like, I, eh, I'm no. not I'm I'm not going to lie, though. The way they portrayed it made it seem like it was a dig at him. And from what I can remember, because I have inside knowledge of how he grew up, kind of, because, you know, we know people. He was protected like wouldn't even be, you wouldn't even believe that he was the star athlete. Though both high schools wanted him to play for them, he went to the new one because that was the better opportunity to get seen for college and stuff like that, which is what happened. Uh, I, I'll disagree with you on that, but go ahead. But um, he was protected, and uh, I know things happened because I went to a couple of high school football games when it was our rival schools playing, and he was highly protected. They would not have put up with a lot of the stuff. Mind you, there could be things that we don't know about that did happen that would absolutely make sense. So I'm not saying it's all false, but I do feel like there's going to be a significant amount of stuff made up for dramatization. Mind okay. you, our um, the community me and Tim are from, they're very big on, they're, they're, they're kind of like Karens a little bit. Like They're like, well, we're not racist kind of thing. So they probably went above and beyond to make sure that things weren't like that. Mind you, I don't know what happened to him at UNR. I don't know what happened to him when he was in San Francisco playing. I know that he has had issues in Los Angeles, you know, because, you know, being profiled and stuff. So I don't know anything about that. I just know what happened in our area. But it is going to be on Netflix, and I am going to watch it because the crazy part was, here's what's weird, is like, a lot of people got mad. Michael Orr got really mad at the blind side because he's like, look, my mom wasn't the greatest person, but she wasn't this drugged out demon they portrayed her to be on the movie. And the one thing I really liked was is they showed like like him coming home and his white parents hugging him and loving him. Like they were they were not they're not trying to make it look like all oh, the white family demonized him or like it seems like it's fairly, you know, not biased. So I'm kind of happy about that, but we'll see what they portray. Because trust me, Jeremy Renner has already made 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 it on my list because he called our area a podunk cow town. So um, 
when you hear stuff like that, you kind of you take everything with a grain of salt about how people want to portray you. Well, exactly. And I think, you know, the hometown, you know, well, Turlock, anybody could Google it. Uh, where Colin's from, you know, uh, like I said, we're, we're me and you are, you know, we're born and raised. I kind of moved a little farther south. But, you know, when he was doing well, you know, a la at, um, you know, with, with the Niners when Alex Smith went down, um, Turlock embraced it. There was hot dogs named after him. There was a lot, you know, a lot of stuff going on. It's like, hey, we're proud of this hometown kid, you know, went to the high school here. I mean, it wasn't like he went to a high school, like, you know, a small high school neighboring next door. I mean, he went to the high school, you know, in Turlock um, and then went to college and, you know, did what he did and they embraced him. Hey, you know, he did great. And then once kind of everything, um, you know, whether you want to call it backlash or whatnot, and, you know, basically the town completely dumped him. I mean, you, Turned could, on him. you, you would think with somebody like that, I'm sure if you go to, you know, somebody famous that did well in any sports, you go to their hometown, there's probably something there, a statue or, or whatnot or whatever it is, um, you know, they're saying, hey, look, look who came from here uh, right. or with him. I mean, they took everything down. I mean, there was a bar in a neighboring town that their doormat was a Colin Kaepernick jersey. And if you didn't wipe your feet on it, they stopped you and said, no, go back and wipe your feet on it. So. Um, not to say that, you know, everyone did that, but you have that kind of when, you know, you kind of turn your back on on your home hometown and, you know, kind of uh, you know, went, went the path that he went down. Because, I mean, my brother played all all sports uh, against him. He was the same same year, same age as him. Um, and they were rival, you know, crosstown rivals. He was the star yep. pitcher at on the baseball team at, you know, Pittman. And my brother was the, you know, star baseball player on on Turlock. You know, he was a football player. My brother was was a football player as well. He played basketball. My brother didn't because he didn't like to play it um, on it. So, you know, with that going all of that, and then he went to Nevada Reno for college. My brother went to. Um, a rival college that was in the same conference as Nevada Reno. So when he played um, for baseball, my, he went Colin for football. My brother went for baseball. So he would talk to him, "Hey, how you know? What do you think about Colin and this and and whatnot?" And the feedback that my brother got was very interesting. And they're like, "Oh, how do you know? You know, Colin? I was, oh, right. yeah, I just, you know, heard of him? Just kind of just seeing what what was going on." And the feedback was very um interesting even before he you know became really big in college um and, and i'm not gonna know. lie like I, I had a i didn't hate him i didn't like him as a player because i knew i don't think he was as good as he said he was and i think that he had a very very good team with him at unr and a very very good team with him at the niners mind oh, you yeah. when he started doing bad it wasn't his fault they lost their coach their offensive line went to garbage. They weren't designing plays. Cause I'll, I always tell my friends are like, well, why didn't you like him? I go, look, I think he was a decent ball player. I go, here's the problem. If you noticed he was, he pulled the Russell Wilson is very well known for running and he'll get out out of bounds, like at 11 yards. Like he's really good. At that. And then Colin Kaepernick his first two years under um, 
what's his face? Uh, Harbaugh or Singletary? Harbaugh. Under Harbaugh, he would get 15 yards and get right out of bounds. Like, he was never getting hurt. He was never exhausted. And then he started getting hit. And my problem is, I didn't like him as a player. And when people are saying they won't give him a job, well, here's the problem. If you don't fit into someone's system, people don't fit. People fail to realize that teams have systems that are very, very detailed. If you don't fit into them, they'll bring you on as a backup and train you on their system and the way they do it. He refused to take, he wanted starter money. And that was what started it. But what I didn't like was the backlash that he received for sitting for the national anthem because guess what? They didn't start playing the national anthem on TV for football until like 2014, 2015. They never played it before the games. The Super Bowl, they would do it, and the playoffs, they would do it. Not during the whole season. So he was just going to stay in the locker room, and then they're oh, like, you mean, "You mean the national anthem being televised? Televised, correct? Okay, yeah. correct. They play, they play it. It just wouldn't they be play fun. it. They just never televised yeah, okay. it. Yeah. So then you know he was standing up for something he believed in. There is no rules against it. It is not disrespecting the military. The military guy that came up, and people forget. He wasn't going to come out anymore, and the military guy told him, hey, how about you kneel for it? So a military guy told him to do this, and then all of a sudden people are blowing him up. And I, it sounds bad, but like you said, he did disown. Well, I got really mad at local newspapers like, oh, his parents couldn't take it in Turlock anymore, so they moved to Modesto. They moved to Del Rio Country Club, which is a golf course, because they've got tons of money. They didn't leave because of that. They left yeah. because they wanted more privacy. Yeah, so, exactly. <clears throat> It was it, it, a lot of stuff bothered me the 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 misinformation, but what I will say is is he did nothing wrong. Um, his significant other, I believe, she's a radio show host who has su- experienced significant amounts of racism. I could never experience it one time. I have because a family rel- a relative of mine is African American. Was he passed away? But. I never even knew what racism was. I thought those guys were just drunk looking at us funny, but it was him. And I later I found out, I was like, wow, they were being mean to us because of who he was. And I don't personally have any experience being a person being discriminated against basically by both sides. Because for one, they're saying that he is basically, oh, you're taking care of white people. How do you know about the hardships? Do you have that? And then you have the people saying, oh, you know, you should do more for your community. I mean, I feel bad for him, man. You're literally getting pulled 700 different ways because people don't think you're being black enough. People don't think you're being white enough. It's, it's it, I can't even, and I've, I've talked to multiple of uh, people that I know that have mixed race children and they said they don't know what to do. It's, 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 it is sad to me because it's kind of like, you know, what, what more do you want him to do? And I think he just had it, man. I think he honestly just had it because he, for the longest time took it under advisement. Oh, this is what I should do. Okay, here we go. And then legitimately no one's listening to what, you know what I mean? It just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, exactly. And it's tough for him for what, uh, you know, he did. And, you know, it it was going to be controversial, controversial no matter what. Um, right. So, and like I said, nothing against it. You know, that's why you could go out and burn a flag if you want. It's not against the law. 
yeah, you know, you may suffer consequences from a military person on it. Correct. But it's not, you know, can't call the cops like, hey, this guy's burning a flag. Well, okay. You know, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's what, you know, it's freedom of speech, you know, all of that. Same thing like what he did. You know, there was no law, no nothing against it. That's what he thought, you know, he needed to do. Hey, more more power to him. He was on that platform. He could do that, you know, and it's it's brought about a whole, you know. It's brought a lot change. of change. It's, yeah. It, change and a lot to the forefront um, on it, uh, which which is great. Uh, especially you know, 2021. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's tough for them too, because no matter what you, what you do, you're going to have people that, oh, hey, great, you know, right on. Then you have people like, oh, you know, I, you, you can't please everyone, especially nope. on, you know, a, a topic kind of like, you know, he was, he was going, not necessarily the topic, but the way he went about it. Like I said, I got no, you know, one way or the other, but, you know, that's, well, we, we've seen it already. The one thing I will say is I will be, I'm going to watch it too, because, you know, like what me and you said, you know, we know a lot um, that has gone on growing up in it. And then me with my right. brother, you know, playing Pop Warner football with him and all through high school and even, you know, spilling over into college. Um, right. And we'll see, okay, how do they portray some things in there? And, of course, it's going to be, you know, like they say on anything, based on true events. Well, you know, maybe the event only took a half an hour that happened. How are you going to make a two-hour movie, two-and-a-half movie, or over a half-hour event? you got to build it up. you got to have the suspense. you got to have the drama, everything that happens to it. Oh, you know, oh, man, that really happened. Well, not really. Actually, not really. what happened is it was barely borderline. It wasn't like, you know, the gauges exploded or, or whatnot. Um, and if the trailer, uh, you know, if another trailer is going to come out, you know how that goes. And if the trailer is a true depiction of what is happening or if they kind of, it's like, oh, wait. Yeah, this part of the trailer, you know, depicted it this way but when you put it in the whole context it actually was you know misleading i don't know i did find it strange that like you said it is colin it seems like it's colin narrating and then the actors acting obviously acting out the scene that he narrated i thought it was going to be oh colin's going to be in it kind of do like um with with him talking in the beginning of each episode you know about you know maybe what happened in the episode and then the episode happened and then maybe him come in at at the end um it's got that i think it's anna duvraney i can't remember her name i actually follow her on um uh twitter for a long time now and i'm gonna tell you right now what she's because i know she's known for something and i think the reason why they have her involved in it is because she i'm trying to remember what she did i'm gonna tell you right now because i'm gonna look up colin kaepernick because he's gonna be calling in black and white is what it's called actually too um and uh it's oh it's a mini series too i didn't even know that ava du du ava duvernay 
And so, yeah, so he is going to um, narrate it. And then what's going to be crazy to me is uh, if they actually use, like, people's real names. I doubt that. Um, I know they are using actual footage or actual, um, uh, like, they filmed at the, the high schools or whatnot. That happened when my mom was still working there and getting permission and all of that. For oh, it. okay. Um, so, uh, but I, you know, it's probably one of those things where it's a, you know, where they have like the, like the zoom in shot of like the football stadium or something, if it with, with it empty and, Oh, Hey, here's, you know, this game, you know, harvest bowl or whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, how, however they may, may, uh, portray that uh, oh so I, but, I know what she is so she is the one ava duvernay is the one that did um a wrinkle in time the new one so uh, that's she's done a, the, like whoopi goldberg or whatnot yes, yes 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 and, uh, so she did that one okay. and um she's doing a nipsey hustle documentary she's got a she's got like, like 15 different things in the works and she comes from the similar background of Colin where, you know, people call her privileged because she's, you know, in Hollywood, but we don't know what she's gone through. So right. I hope it comes out great because I'm excited to see how they portray Turlock because I'm not going to lie. I don't have a love for Turlock where if he bashes him on certain things, I'll 100% back him up. There are certain things that happen in this town that are, are garbage and, you know, fingers crossed, it doesn't like make the town look worse, but there's some things that do happen that need to be exposed if he wants to expose them. And I would hundred percent support him, you know, yeah. and Tim's over yeah. here acting all sly saying, not saying his brother's school. So those that don't know his, his brother was the most, uh, was the most valuable player. Well, was I, it? In- no, I mean, well, he, he, he did well at Fresno state. We'll just put it at that. He did very well at Fresno state. He was a part of the championship team. So that, you know, so He's um, not some schmuck that's mad that Colin Kaepernick is doing better than him. I want to make that clear because that's what some people might construe it as. Because whenever you get someone mad about someone famous, whatever, they're like, "Oh, he's just they're just bitter." And this this is not not the situation by a long shot. So yeah, no, I I just hope he doesn't. Like you said, there are something like every town that you're gonna get. You know, hey, well, oh man, he really bashed you know Turlock or whatnot. It's like, well. Yes, but in doing that, that's really how it is. Everyone knows that that lives right. there. I right. hope it's just not a complete bashing of, you know, the high school because of, you know, a few bad apples. And especially, we also have to remember, this is at a time when he was in high school. So this was, you know, let's see, he graduated in 06, 05, 04, you know, started, you know, his freshman year in, in 03. So... And this is a brand new a lot of dumb kids and a lot Uh, of dumb kids. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of dumb kids and things were different back then too. Um, a lot different than what they are now in more than more than one way. So if he kind of starts, you know, bashing, it's like, yeah, no, you're, you're pulling it here. And I'm really not, not liking you because of that to cause drama or controversy or whatnot, or kind of, um, you know, expanding or uh you know tall, you know telling a little tall tale there where there's some truth to it but you got to make it look good and you're really 
dragging it one way or the other. Um, yeah. You know, I'll just have to have to see what it is. And the other cool thing is, is I mean, heck, Nick Offerman is his dad, so that's pretty cool. I did think that was pretty cool. And I, I, I would be interested to see how his dad feels about, his parents feel about the, who's playing that right. movie. That would be kind, <laughs> right. of, be kind of cool to see. Well, the other thing I want to see is, is see um, if a buddy of ours, uh, brother, if he makes a cameo. Uh, it, oh, I didn't even think about that. I All was, right. just, I oh my gosh, not gotta, necessarily him himself, but if it because his that, brother, I mean, that's his brother in the family. Thing. Yeah. So and it's that he's married to. So and I've never heard anything negative from that side. And people have said he's super cordial. Like I haven't heard any a single negative thing about him. I've never heard about. Like the call, I've heard the rumors from other people through college that he was kind of a diva kind of thing. But other than that, I haven't heard anything crazy. Like it's been mostly positive stuff, especially when he would come home and whatnot. And, um, you know, I also want to make sure people point out to people that he has donated lots and lots of money without any recognition at all because he's not about the recognition. And the only reason why he did it the last time with the recognition was because people said that he's a liar and he doesn't donate money to the causes that he talks about. But he legitimately gives a large portion of his uh, deals that he makes, especially after his activist uh, activists act. How do you call it? What is it called? I want to say activism. Yeah, activism. Yeah. After his activism started, that's when, you know, he had a kind of, he started doing more and more and more and not saying anything. And, you know, it's kind of like, it was kind of like who, like people don't know, even though Deshaun Watson's kind of negatively in the news right now, but Larry Fitzgerald is the reason why Deshaun Watson is a football player. Because Larry Fitzgerald, nobody knew this until Deshaun Watson became an NFL player, but Larry Fitzgerald was paying for people to get homes throughout the South, Arizona, Texas, you name it, not getting any recognition, but providing homes for those who lost it in natural disasters, those who were low income and who really needed it. And you don't hear that from these players. So I don't think he should have to pr- promote how much he donates, something like that. But I do think people need to take into account that, you know, you may see a guy who you think is a bad person who's super anti-America and he's not, Ameri- not anti-America. So very blatantly what he's not he was what he's saying he's he's not saying that um obviously he's got some people in his life who had some helped him make some bad decisions especially with that little debacle with trying to get back in the nfl but uh you know we'll see how they portray everything my main thing is is i hope they don't make turlock look worse than it actually is because turlock is already a dump and you don't need to you don't need to dress up the pig any you can literally just present the pig the way it is and it's going to give you everything that you need to know yeah but i will say Yes, Turlock is bad, but it's because of we get other pounds garbage. And I will correct. Leave it. I will leave it at that. It's not correct. Turlock bringing it on themselves. Of course, there's always some stuff. Right. But it's a lot of stuff. We're in the Central Valley, so you get some. It, it's evolved from the years. Over, exactly. Over lots you of some, you get some coastal garbage that comes over to make that look better. Is all I'm gonna say. And it's. Yeah. And, and there's it's, 100%, it's 100%. all race, creeds, nationalities. It's everything that comes here. Yeah. Um, it's a dumping ground, basically. So, yeah. Let us know how you feel if you watch it. Go to linktree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash fomocast gaming, and we have all of our links there. Look for our new YouTube videos. I just showed Tim my new uh, driver head cover that you'll have to look for on the video that comes out next week. 
Um, this next thing, this next one was it's freaking awesome. So um, there's a sci-fi movie by with Tom Hanks coming out called Finch on Apple Plus. It's gonna start streaming on November 5th, and basically it's a post-apocalyptic, basically it's 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 interesting to say the least. He lives like in a motorhome, and there's a bunch of these storms that are coming, and he needs to make it to the mountains before a certain point in time because these tornadoes and stuff are going to be coming and taking you out. It looks awesome. He builds this robotic person. I believe that's. I think he's called Finch. I don't know what the robot's called, but it's him, Finch. It's him, the dog, and the robot. And the cool part is, is the whole time you're sitting there watching it, and you're like, oh, he's trying to run away from the storm. And he tells the robot, you have to watch out for the storm. You have to watch out for the sun. And you have to watch out for people. And then that's when you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be a thriller. This is going to be awesome. So I'm super stoked about this. I really, 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 really like it. So you have, do you have Apple Plus? No, but I think I have a free trial coming my way. Ooh, so I'm going to wait go. to do it. So. Right. I did get Peacock because I was just like, I might as well break down and do it because um, I like all those podcast documentary show stuff. And they had Dr. Death on there. And I love that podcast. And I'm sure they're going to do more of them. So um, the next one, this is the most misleading article I've ever seen. Disney branded television president and chief creative officer Gary Marsh stepping down. Oh, no, no. Everyone's sad face, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what he's stepping down to do? Um, run SpaceX. No. He is going to go run another production company that is going to work for stuff for Disney branded television. So basically, he legitimately, they basically don't want to pay him directly. So they're going to basically cut out like his his salary by getting rid of his insurance and stuff and have him go out on his own. So they'll probably pay him. He'll probably make more by more money. Because he'll just pay for his own insurance and stuff, so yeah. they probably they probably he probably was making what do you think like like twenty million a year, thirty million a year probably. I see, yeah, something. Something he's probably making about ten twenty percent less than Bob Chapik or Iger ever made, and then he's probably going to make about five to five million less than that. But they're not going to pay for his insurance, all that kind of stuff, which does add up over time because they get very expensive plans and stuff. So I just wanted to make sure I brought that up because I was like. This is ridiculous. They make it sound like he's quitting and leaving the company. Technically, he is, but he's going to work for another production company, which technically it's going to be his. I bet apparently it's his creative thingy. And the reason why he's stepping down right now is because he's going to start building everything up. And Disney is actually, it's a weird thing where Tim's industry, I won't say what it is, but they contract out everything for the most part. That's what Disney's starting to do. So that's why I think they've been so cool with Sony and the Spider-Man movies is because they're like, well, yeah, we might as well just let them do their thing and we'll have our influence on it because we're not spending the money for the production. We're just getting credit for it being awesome. And that's what basically it's happening. So um, side note, we're not going to talk about the lawsuit that Disney's having with the characters because it's nonsense and it's another clickbait article. But I wanted to bring this one up because it's it's very interesting that they you dig deep in the article and it says, oh, yeah, well, he's going to go run a production company for Disney. So it's not, yeah, he's stepping down. It's not like Disney fired him or forced no. him out or anything like that. There, he's he's legitimately, he created, go out on his own. he created his own company 
And the, there's yeah. still this is a, this is the crazy part to me. If you read the article, it makes it even worse because he's legitimately getting paid by Disney to create his own thing, technically. So he's creating his own company, and they're giving him ideas for what they want him to create. So they're basically giving him you know ideas like that. Right. So I was like, this is insane. It, 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 very very misleading. Very misleading. Yeah, exactly. And all it is is he's going to have more control because it's him in charge, not really Disney in charge. Right. And like, I mean, and, and the, I think the the benefit is is he could create. So he can have his set, like, let's, a lot of companies, people don't know. So let's say, for instance, you're Viacom, and you're making shows for CBS. And they're like, we want this show, this show, and this show to do this, this, and this. Well, you create, you, you probably can figure out, we need four shows going at once for us to make money. Well, then if you have two other or three other shows that you want to experiment with, experiment with them. Because guess what? If one network doesn't want it, now with streaming, so if you're straight pitching to CBS who you have a deal with or whatever, and they pass once they pass, you can take that anywhere. So you can go to NBC, ABC, Fox, Hulu, uh, Netflix, Amazon, Peacock. Cause technically NBC and Peacock are the same, but they're kind of different because when you go to NBC, they can take it to Peacock. So you have seven options alone right there. And now Roku has been picking up different things to, to, do the same thing. So I think this is a smart move for Disney and obviously for Gary Marsh. She's probably ecstatic because now he's got his own company, basically. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And having the connection with Disney helps out too. Oh, a lot. Um, so Balenciaga is a fancy clothing company. Apparently, I didn't know this. Um, but I've been playing Fortnite a lot. And when I logged in yesterday or two days ago, and they had some classic Fortnite characters and they were wearing balenciaga clothes i'm like oh that's kind of cool you know bringing it in game um mind you today just dropped the eddie brock so they have venom in there so carnage is an achievement you can get this year this this battle pass but eddie brock is now one and venom so they have eddie brock venom and then big venom it's kind of cool but balenciaga is now selling very expensive fortnite clothing uh, i think the plain white t-shirt that said Fortnite on it was something like fifteen hundred dollars to twelve hundred dollars. Um, yeah, it's insane. It is what it is. Um, people are going to buy it because uh, basically, people you know they got the money for it. They're going to do it. So I just thought, um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting just because I was like, wait a second. Um, this doesn't make any sense. I was kind of like, wait, what? Well, well, at first I thought it was, oh, limited edition. You know, they only made 10 of them or, or whatever it is. Um, but no, it's like, yeah, it's like you said, just a regular white shirt was hundreds, thousands of dollars. It's like um, all it says is Fortnite on it. So. You legitimately, I think it would cost like five to six thousand dollars to get everything they had, one item each, and I think there's only like four or five items. So yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there wasn't that uh, that many in it. You know, it was like a, a hoodie uh, and a couple shirts. So very yeah, it's crazy, and I don't even I don't even think they're that crazy of a high quality. So yeah, the next thing. 
I've been waiting to hear about this for so long. Ever since the pandemic and the Johnny Depp situation, Fantastic Beasts have been kind of in a limbo. They weren't sure, which was, which was kind of funny was, Tim doesn't know this, so spoiler alert, for the in the first Fantastic Beasts movie, you find out that um, Grindelwald can basically shapeshift. So he can be any person. He can look like any person he wants to look like. So they didn't even need Johnny Depp in the movie. So there was no real, oh, how do we replace him? Well, you can change the way he looks. No big deal. So, you know, even though Johnny Depp has kind of redeemed himself with the whole Amber Heard lawsuit and things coming out that she was partially to blame for some of the stuff it was kind of mutual i don't agree with you know him i don't think he ever hurt her legitimately i don't think he ever hit her or anything she tried cutting his thumb off so that was kind of you know bad but um they have the new movie the name is going to be fantastic beasts the secrets of dumbledore um it's going to release on april 15th 2022 which actually is earlier than i think it was a may or june date originally set up um, which makes sense because the end of the second one, spoiler alert, they're at uh, Hogwarts. So they show up where Dumbledore is. So we don't know what we're going to see. There is the funny meme of how did Dumbledore go from looking like Jude Law to look like how he did in the in the, the movies? Because he legitimately, they look at the timeline. It's like, a, oof, I think it's like a five-year difference and he goes from looking like jude law to looking like an old man so i think it's kind of funny um the next trailer i didn't even know this was in development and i like zachary levi so zachary levi has a new movie out coming out it's on christmas day called american underdog and it is the story of kurt warner and um first of all it's weird because i was like man if kurt warner signed off on this it's going to be super religious because people don't know Kurt Warner is very religious. I think he has like what? Eight kids, something like that. Yeah. He has a fair amount. He has a fair amount of kids and it was a great trailer though. It kind of showed that basically like, you know, it, it was, I felt it seemed realistic, you know, cause if me and Tim were to magically find new life and all of a sudden have a hundred mile an hour fastball or be able to take down a running back, you know, running a four four forty. They still wouldn't give us a time of day. They're gonna be like, "Who are you?" You know what I mean? And this is basically what happened with Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, they're like, "Who are you? You're too old." The the in the trailer, he flat out says, "You're um, you're too green to be a veteran, and you're too old to be a rookie. So what are you?" And so um, he's in it. Uh, Zachary Levi plays Kurt Warner, and then um, Dennis Quaid plays co- the coach. So I was like, this coach looks really good. I really, really like it. It looks like a good trailer. Maybe I'm going to watch it. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, no, it was, and also, it, I mean, to me, it seemed like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, which really surprised me. Uh, and like you said, with, with uh, Zachary Levi and uh, and Dennis Quaid, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good. And I didn't realize that it was Dennis Quaid at first because, you know, kind of the first couple shots, I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like Dick Vermeil or whatnot. And then it's like, then you get a shot. It's like, hold on, wait. Dennis no, but Quaid. no, 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 no. I love the same thing. That first guy talking to him, talking down to Kurt Warner, 
that's supposed to be the GM. That's not Dennis Quaid. No, I, yeah, looked, I know. But it, it confused me at first. I'm like, was that Dennis Quaid in the first couple of shots of him talking down and asking him why he thinks he, who he thinks he is? And I was right. like, <clears throat> they may both have gray hair, but that can't be the same guy. And it wasn't. I had to Google it. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the concept. It seems like something kind of different a little bit. Ironically enough, the last movie like this that I can remember, the last two Dennis Quaid has been in. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Is it Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner was in McFarlane, USA, right? Yeah, he was the coach. Okay. The last one like this one, though, was Dennis Quaid was when he played the pitcher, the pitcher one, when he was the, yeah. the true story of that pitcher that was coaching high school ball, and he went and played yeah. a couple of years as a reliever. Yeah, was teacher, yeah, for the Devil Rays. Yes. And then I thought, uh, oh, no, well, then he got Mark, Mark Wahlberg in Invincible. Correct. But uh, anything with Dennis Quaid, I'm going to watch it, um, especially since he came to our fair and he adopted a pig one time. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, right. Yeah, no, it's, it should be good. And actually, it's got, um, oh, what's his name? I just had his name up. Uh, Bruce McGill, which is, uh, I didn't realize, you'll, you know, he's recognizable. He, he was D-Day from National Lampoon. I think he is the one that was the uh, the GM. Of the okay. I, I think, I could be, I could be wrong trying to find it as we were looking it up, but. I can't. It, the, the the way they do ever since and I've been questioning everything because um, I'm going to talk about it closer to the end of the, uh, the this section, but there's some voices in Star Wars visions and I'm like, man, this voice sounds familiar and I look it up and I'm like, man, and it's the same thing because the way they make Colin Farrell look in the new Batman movie as Penguin, he's unrecognizable. So you never know, you know, um, who can be playing what. Yeah. No, exactly. American underdog. But no, it, it it seems like that. It I mean, from what I saw in the trailer and everything, I mean, it looks great. And actually, I saw uh, Dick Vermeil speak at one of our um, luncheons for the uh, industry that I'm in. So that was that was pretty cool because he's got. Uh, um, his own wine label and grew up um, in Napa. So, he, so uh, Bruce McGill is the one that plays D-Day in National Lampoons. And yep. the reason why I know him is from Rosolian Isles on USA cause, or TNT because he played one of the officers on Rosolian Isles. So, yeah. Yep. And he did. And it's funny because my wife's like, oh, you know him. You've seen him. I'm like, no, I know it's because uh, Animal House is on the other day. She's like, you know this guy? And she shows you a picture of him now. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I did not know that was him. Because he's also in um, My Cousin Vinny as well as the uh, the sheriff. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But So we'll see. We'll see how well it does. I hope it does well. I know it won't right. do as well as the next two because – the next two are already hyped up. Uh, the first one, the Orville, New Horizons. It's uh, basically they're calling it New Horizons for season three. It's going to debut. Uh, wait, I had that wrong. That can't be right. I think it's March 2022 as a Hulu original. 
So it got booted off of Fox, and I think it was because it was doing a lot better on um, on on demand. Um, let me see real quick. Yeah, it'll be March tenth of twenty two. Okay, twenty two. Okay, I yeah. love the Orville. The Orville is a hilarious show. Um, Norm McDonald will have his final appearance on this show because he played this blob that was on one of the crew and um it's an amazing show i thought we should mention it because it is going to hulu um yeah and then the next one when tim posted this tim this is the only time if you are on our facebook group go to our link tree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash fomocast gaming if you are in our facebook group you know that when tim shares something he never makes a comment Never puts anything. And all of a sudden, I see Tiger King Season 2, and I'm like, what is he talking about? And I start watching it, and I go, this isn't the Tiger King. So if you watch the whole trailer, it's literally all these different true crime stories that basically Netflix is promoting, which is smart because I feel like um, that one – what was the one that they became famous for with the Avery case? I can't remember what it was called. But no, but the first one they did was like the true crime, like it opened the case back up, all this kind of stuff. But that was like the, their bread and butter. But now I think because like I watched the first 48 on there. I watch everything they have. And now they're going to have a bunch of them. Yeah. And they're probably taking the lead off of because Dr. Death was amazing because Dr. Death was a podcast. They had a recreation starring Joshua Jackson, which was amazing. And then they had uh, this. This was on Peacock. Then they had the documentary for it. So imagine if Netflix started doing that because Netflix, I believe, has Dirty John, which is another yep. podcast, same network as Doctor Death. So that's another thing right there. So they're shopping around. So they may have a deal with Netflix, but NBC paid them more to put it on Peacock. So there you go. So season two of Tiger King, it does show uh, Joe Exotic being interviewed in prison. So we know that's going to have some play in it. There is a, um, for someone, Carol Baskin was very angry with Netflix after the, it was done, but yet they have video of her walking in front of the billboards asking what happened to her husband. So this woman just wants money. So, and they're saying that you thought that season one was crazy. Wait for season two. And mind you, we randomly found it. And I think I told you about it, Tim, and you started watching it. Because I was like, this is insane. Like, you think you can't, you think it can't get crazier, and every episode it gets crazier. So I can only imagine what's going to happen in season two. Yeah, no, exactly. Especially coming off of, like you said, everything from season one. Exactly. It'll be it'll be interesting how how it plays out because we all know what happens at the end of season one. So it's not going to be a lot of Joe Exotic at his zoo so right right you know. and we know and it's in the news the zoo's been sold by carol baskin because she got it in the, the settlement yep. and um there cannot be a zoo there ever again so it will be animals that whatever left i don't think there's any left there anyways but it will be everything will no. be destroyed well and joe exotic didn't even get well obviously he's in jail but did get anything from it because that other guy came in and swindled him out of yep. it Yep. And then exactly. And then he was the one that yeah is interesting. And then what? Didn't didn't the cast member one of the guys didn't he just recently pass away or passed away in a hotel, yeah. Yeah, so you, you gotta 
<laughs> and then the whole Carol Baskin things. I mean, you know, it, she probably needs more so, money because she didn't win Dancing with the Stars, so she didn't get that money. <laughs> we'll see. She may think that she can change things, so we'll see what happens. Right. Um, we have two more items in the regular pile. The first one was, so I, I don't know how to, I'm not going to, I never watched anime. I watched the I watched the Pokemon cartoons when I was younger. Um, uh, Afro Samurai was one of my favorite video games that was voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. Amazing anime style. And then I do make the joke that um, they they make the joke that King of the Hill is um, is Texas anime. Um, so when they said they were going to do Star Wars Visions. Star Wars Visions is nine episodes done in nine different styles by nine different studios of anime. I was off today. I watched episodes one through three. All I'm going to say is they're phenomenal. They um, they fit the trope. Like when you see a certain style of, of cartoon, you know this is not going to end well for this person or this is going to be fun and lighthearted. And all three, the first three, um, I'm going to spoil one thing is, is uh, uh, what's the guy's name? I can never for- remember his name. Um, one of them, one of the episodes, the main lead, the main male, male character is voiced by Neil Patrick Harris. Um, the Another one is voiced by, I don't know his name in real life, but he plays Dr. Choi on Chicago Med. And the other is voiced by joseph gordon levitt and i was like they're pulling some big names for these asian studios because they're they're these were all done overseas in their respective countries they weren't like people here made them in the style these were traditional anime and i will say everyone needs to watch it it's phenomenal if you like star wars you'll like this but my favorite news was there's going to be a super mario brothers movie next year and do you want to know who's voicing the certain characters? Because this is amazing. So, did you see who's voicing Mario, Tim? Uh, yeah, I saw. I saw him. I can't remember exactly who's, but I did so, see them all. Chris Pratt is voicing Mario. Charlie Day is Luigi. I don't know who Anna Taylor, Anya Taylor Joy is, but she's gonna be playing Princess Princess Peach. Jack Black is Bowser. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Fred Armiston is Cranky Kong. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson is Kamek. And you'll know Kevin Michael Richardson is the most famous live action genie that does Broadway for Aladdin. That's where you guys would know him. He's the one that wears the big real earrings. And he's been on a bunch of the musical shows. I love him. Um, oh, God. Sebastian Maniscalco is Spike. I don't, I don't like him. Uh, that's that's a I could have done without him, but um, I think it's amazing. People are like, "Oh, you should have had Danny DeVito be Mario," but I'm like, "No, it's all right. You know, it is what it is." And I have Mario on the brain because I don't know if you've seen this. There's a guy on TikTok. Him and his his partner they own a plumbing company. He's a bigger dude. The other guy's a skinnier dude. They both have dirty mustaches. He dresses up like Mario. The other guy dresses up as Luigi. And they'll be driving a truck, and he'll read the comment going, what do you mean say uh, say this? And he'll be, and then what he'll say is, um, uh, 
he'll say, uh, let's go. And he says it just like Mario. It's really funny. I really, really Gosh. like it. So we're going to see how well they do. But fingers crossed. It's a good Mario movie. Not as bad as the one with John Leguizamo. Uh, fingers crossed. Boy, with John Leguizamo. Come on. And the late, great. Um, uh, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yep. It's me. I loved him in um, the Jet Li movie, The One. He was in that movie. He was really good in that one. That's when he had, I remember that's when they, they he said that he had Alzheimer's uh, or dementia. That's when it started was in the movie, The One. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was the one in Hook. Yes, he was. The best me. All right. Next thing we got going on is our Disney Parks pile. So uh, we're going to start off with Rise of the Resistance set a date where they were going to no longer do the queue. So you're no longer going to walk in and get your boarding group. You're going to basically go straight to the ride and try and get on. Um, the first day, ironically enough, it wasn't the first day they had problems. It was a couple days later where it was almost a four-hour wait. Mind you, that's a normal wait time for Radiator Springs almost, close to it, you know, a two-, three-hour wait. So I don't see it as surprising because this is state-of-the-art. It's, you know, brand-new kind of thing. Um, but it was like 220 minutes and people were like, wow, wow, wow. But then like Tim said, it dropped down like significantly, like right after they posted that picture. So they have said they were going to, um, basically if they had to go back to the boarding system, but they're, they're probably not going to, cause if they went, wait, they got to where it's four hour wait. They're not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. And they said, if it gets, you know, Along with, they'll do a virtual queue like they did um, to Indiana Jones. Uh, and obviously, four hours wasn't long enough to do a virtual queue. But the thing is, is think about it. Um, you know, I'd wait four hours in line to know that I am guaranteed to ride this ride. Where in the beginning, uh, at 7 o'clock, oh, or, or uh, at Disneyland, it was 8 o'clock. Uh, when we were there, by 8.02, I knew if I'm getting on the ride or not. So right. I could go go into the park, get there. Oh, eight, you know, actually not even eight oh two by eight oh one, or eight o'clock and thirty seconds. I already knew if I was going to get in or not. I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to get in. See you later. Where it's like, okay, if I get in line at eight o'clock and I wait four hours, what's that? Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, cool. Yeah. I get there by noon, and there you go. Or if you get there, if the line's still open, you know, like we said before, if you get in line before the park closes, um they will let you ride the right unless it breaks down or something like that. Um, I mean, and you never so. know. There's been plenty of times where we've been walking through the park and it's a ride that's normally busy, except for Peter Pan, because Peter Pan never has a short ride. But uh, you'll be walking by and you're like, well, um, apparently I'm getting on this ride because there's no wait. Like Star Tours, that's notorious. And Buzz Lightyear as well. We'll be walking by and go, well, I guess we're getting on this ride because right. there's yeah, plenty of time. It'll never be that, you know, it's never this slow. Nope. Um, but, you know, it's crazy. And like you said, you know, it's four hours. Oh, my gosh. And then it went back down to, you know, like three, two hours. But when Hagrid, I mean, Grant's not Disney's Universal, when that first um, opened up the first day or even first couple days, I mean, that was like a six, seven, even eight hour long line. Uh, I think it peaked at like nine hours and 20 something minutes and they had to shut the yep. line down at one point. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, that's nine hours. If you're in line at, what, let's say eight o'clock, I mean, there you go. I mean, that's your 
full day standing in line. Well, I mean, the track record's been pretty crazy good for most of these places to where uh, basically we predicted, I did at least, I said, watch, we're going to basically be like, uh, I said, was it, I think I, think even, I even predicted three weeks after Avengers Campus opens, it's going to be nothing. And sure enough, there's lines for web slingers, but that's about it. Yeah, exactly. And after the first, I think, three days, definitely after the first week, you didn't even need a reservation to get into the land or, uh, you know, for it. So, I mean, and it was the same thing with Star Wars. For the first week, you needed, I think there might have been the first couple weeks, um, you know, you needed reservations to get into the land. And then now you just freely walk about. It's the same thing with Avengers Campus. Granted, it's not uh, as expansive as Atlanta is as Star Wars. Um, and everyone was wanting a Star Wars land, um, and they got it. So, you know, there, there you go. It's it, and and it's funny. It's like any of these things that Disney does. That's not a limited edition or like limited release or whatnot. Like the annual passes. Oh, I got to get mine day one. Are are you going tomorrow? No. Then why do you need to be there for day one? You know they, exactly. There's not a limited amount of them. They're going to give them out. Why don't you just wait one day, wait 24 hours, and you don't have to wait in, you know, a queue for who knows how long, you know, three, four, five, six hours. Go there the next day, maybe wait five minutes, if that. Yeah. Come on. Now it's different. Like I said, if it's limited edition or tickets to a party or this or that. Or, or even I know, I know some people like they have a, like they maybe they plan six months in advance. Like Avengers Campus, we didn't know the legitimate open date. So I know there could be some people who had plans that they were already going to be there the day that there was going to be issues. And so I get, yeah. you know, yeah, like you said, not waiting, but yeah, you can wait for most of the other stuff. No, yeah, exactly. And like I said, Unless you were going to go to the park that day or the next day and like, hey, I really want to get, you know, the magic key, you know, wh- whatever it is. But, I mean, if you could wait, most of the time it's one day, one day, maybe two, but most of the time it's one day. Like I said, it's not a limited edition or a limited release. Um, you'll get into it in, in no time. So, but the nice thing is, is, I mean, I would personally think that thought that Rise of the Resistance would have been a longer line um i mean four hours is still pretty decent um of a line especially and i think with it not being new yeah um, most people have already ridden on it or have um gone through it or even seen or even seen the the videos on youtube i mean if once you've seen them it's not like it's oh no it's not new to you. It's still basically new, but you know, once you watch it that couple of times on there, it's nothing, no big of a deal. Yeah. Well, and I mean, to piggyback off of rise of resistance, um, it will be available during early park entry for resort hotel guests starting October 1st. So there you go. Even more of a reason, um, to get in line to it because granted it's only 30 minute early entry, but, Hey, if I get if it's only me in there with the other resort guests in there that choose to go that early entry at Hollywood Studios, yeah, less of a crowd than all you know everyone else. Uh, whenever the park opens up for the day, so that's pretty cool that it got added to the list. So we'll see um, on those early entry days how long of a line it will already be. Right once. 
park opens to the general public. Yeah, we're going to see. So fingers crossed. And the only other thing I had on the list was that uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday is going to... Oh, we had two more things. We had the Christmas party, too. We had the first one was the Haunted Mansion Holiday is going to stay open extra late for Magic Key Holders. Um, This is something new. Florida does this for a lot of things. When you're an annual pass holder, they'll have early events or late night events. Disneyland hasn't happened that much where it's not an extra charge like the Christmas party. The Christmas party is an extra charge, right? Uh, yes, I, yeah. So, yeah. It's going to be kind of cool. awesome. So if you have a Magic Key holder, you get to go in later for Haunted Mansion Holiday. Yep, and it's cool that they're bringing, uh, you know, the things back for exclusively for uh, Magic Key, Annual Pass, whatever you want to call it, holders. I mean, I know when me and the wife were Annual Passes, when they refurbished um, Big Thunder Mountain, it opened like two days early for um annual pass holders and so we did a day trip down there uh, maybe yeah i think it was a day trip down there kind of just for that because we had nothing going on i think it was like a saturday or something like that it was it was weird how it hit um and went down there and so i'm like okay how are they gonna know if you're an, an annual pass you know there they had someone at the beginning of the line that boop scan you know have your annual pass out boop, yep. scanned it it made the note like you're coming into the park oh okay there you go Oh, man. And it's not like, oh, you have one annual pass, so you get two other people. I mean, it was one pass, one person. So uh, that was pretty cool. And bringing this back uh, is is pretty cool. You know, having things in the park like that where something stays open later for um, annual pass or magic key um, holders. So. So, and now now with the Christmas party, now what is that exactly? So, it's, well, tickets have become available already, and it's Disneyland's newest after-hours Christmas event called Merriest Nights. So, it was brand new. Uh, so, tickets, yeah, a little bit of a shock price here, for me at least, 165 bucks. So, um, but... Uh, let's see, they said, you know, when they were released, there was over an hour wait time for most guests, which, you know, obviously makes sense just on how everything is going on. That, uh, one night has already been sold out, uh, but they didn't say how many tickets were released for each night of the event, but it will kick off at 8 p.m. on November 11th, be the first one. So, uh, let's see. When was this? This was September 14th. So this is a good week ago as we record. Um, And it said the remaining available nights are November 11th, 16th, 30th, and December 7th. So, uh, like I said, tickets are 165 bucks. Uh, November 11th will be 175. It's the opening night of the event. Um, So. There you go. Um, it's something brand new. Uh, Mickey Mouse, the host of the party, welcome you to a party on Main Street USA with Victorian Flair, Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, and the friends will join in the fun. Uh, join the fun, traveling a special coach with Christmas Carol sing-alongs, Muppet antics, and a few chickens. New Orleans Square, Princess Tiana will be over there. 
Um, Frontierland will have Miguel from Coco. Uh, be wishing everyone uh, Feliz Navidad. Um, let's see. A tropical party hosted by Lilo and Stitch in, Advent, uh, in Adventureland. A wintertime celebration with Elsa in Fantasyland. Buzz Lightyear will take you to new heights over in Tomorrowland. It's pretty cool that the, each different land will have a, a featured character there. And then, of course, it says, you know, enhanced entertainment such as new photo backdrops and character sightings and theme specialty food and beverage offerings, uh, offerings within the event. So, there. Well, that should be fun. Right. And, and it's something it's something new. It's something different. Um, so, party takes place from 8 p.m. to midnight on those nights and um it looks like it says party mix-ins begin at five so you can get into the park it looks like at five o'clock so, that's awesome um yep i want to see if i could if there's any more sold out ones i like how it says entertainment but oh how about go to select tickets so kind of just trying to kill some time right now and uh, oh select date so right now the 16th is still available. The 30th is still available uh, of November. That is, and those are the only two dates that are available. So, well, if you guys want it, go out and grab them because they're there. I have a very strong feeling. Aside from people wanting to be the first to get in, there's not. Um, there's not really much demand right now for everything. So uh, uh, Boogie Boogie had still has tickets available. They have not sold out yet. And yeah, I had friends that were like, yeah, Boogie Boogie still got tickets out there. So huh. uh, it's interesting, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. And another thing just to add, I just saw this uh, pop up as well as I was just kind of scrolling through that. Um, the Blue Bayou will be um, open. And we'll have a New Orleans style, um, New Orleans holiday party. So a culinary boil base just for those evenings. So that should be pretty cool. And I think um, Tiana will be over there as well, which obviously makes sense. So, well, everyone that goes, let us know. Send us messages to Linktree l i n k l i n k t r dot e e slash FOMOcast gaming. We thank you guys all for listening with us, and um, we will be well, off hold, next week. What? Hold on, I have one more thing, which I think is pretty. Well, I think it's funny, but it's interesting as well. So, Universal Studios Hollywood. So, inside the park, you have to wear a mask. Outside, out, you know, inside the park. Not only indoors, but outdoors, regardless of vaccination status. But okay. City Walk outside, it's only required indoor. Because they're generally so, Orange County, aren't they? Or uh, Universal? No, that is uh, L.A. County. It is. Uh huh. Yeah. Orange Are you County, sure? Um. Uh, starts further down the. Uh, uh, down the road, um, but it's but it's fun. I mean, either or, City Walk is right next to, you know. Well, the reason why park. I asked that, I believe that the LA County has asked that you wear masks outdoors, so they just might be uh, enforcing that because City Walk is not you don't pay to get into City Walk, so they can't yeah, but, really force you to make it wear a mask. 
but it's still L.A. County and it's still outdoors. Right, and yeah. they're probably disobeying orders. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, that is interesting because you never really think about that until well, someone points it out. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, because it's in the park, which is, you know, right next door. You have to wear it outside within City Walk, which is still a part of Hall Umbrella. Outside is okay. Right. Maybe there's a different air um, circulation inside the park versus outside. I, I don't know. I mean, I know <laughs> Disneyland has the bubble, so they can control the air and the weather there. So I mean, maybe so. I guess you know, <laughs> uh, Universal is trying to do the same thing, and Universal is. Why can I not find it on the map here? It is in. Oh yeah, no, it's it's in uh, the heart of L.A. County. Okay then. Well, so yeah, I, I just I just thought it was funny where <laughs> you got you know pretty much the same property where oh if you go here you have to wear it but if you go out here you don't. Anyway, yeah, like I said, that I is just, pretty. That is pretty funny. I just thought it was. So if you want to send some hate mail about Tim about wearing masks, <laughs> I'm just messing. Uh, but uh, right. thank you guys all for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We won't be here next week. I will be out of town. Maybe if Tim wants to record early, maybe we can throw one up. But more than likely, we'll be back in two weeks. So uh, we greatly appreciate you guys all for listening. Uh, Mr. J, what is up? I want you to punch Tim for me in the shoulder um, just for the heck of it. But uh, for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time.